for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the Weekly Signals, June 5th edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based mash of contemporary events compiled from the world's great newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And now the news. 37 American soldiers were killed in Iraq, ending the deadliest month for U.S. forces in the past two and a half years. We were number one. And apparently the rate, unfortunately, this uh, particular month is already already at 17. It, we're on a track to, to be even uh, more, uh-huh. more bloody than last month. U.S. military commanders were negotiating ceasefires with Iraqi militants. Tur- Turkish troops shelled northern Iraq and in Baghdad. The country's preeminent calligrapher was shot to death. No, oh. I think that's that's fairly important over there. I mean, over here, it's it, kind you mean of, it's a, the art? Yeah, of it's the art. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it would be kind of like uh, was, was who shot Andy Warhol? Was he a uh, Sunni Shiite? Do we have any? I idea? do. I don't know. Okay, I, I'm I just wondering tell you. because apparently the uh, the Shiites seem to be emboldened of late. I, I wouldn't know. It. I'll look uh, into that. Okay, Mike. would you please? Yes, thank you. Army Lieutenant General Ricardo Sanchez, the man who commanded the U.S. led coalition forces during the first year of the Iraq war. Yeah, yeah. You remember him? I do. Yeah. Said that the United States can forget about winning the he, war. Yeah, and he did say so. I, I, do you have a quote from him? Because I do. Well, give me his quote. I think we, uh, if we do the right things politically, economically, with the right Iraqi leadership, we could salvage at least a stalemate, if yeah. you will. Not a stalemate to stave off defeat, but a stalemate. And he's, he was, as you said, the highest ranking... Uh, stalemate. Well, I, I guess what I guess his, I would I'm not going to presume to know what his definition of stalemate is, but I think what he's probably referring to is we can get out with some semblance. When of I go after things in life, Mike, you go for the stale, stalemate. Stalemate is not is, yeah. is not a word I that know. I'm I'm using to describe what I'm I'm looking for. I know stalemate. All right. George Bush and Defense Secretary Robert Gates said that they favor a protracted U.S. presence in Iraq along the lines of the military stabilization force yeah. in South Korea. That's Oh, okay. Oh, so, we jumped over. Okay. Oh, what? like South Korea. Like South Korea. Well, that we've been there for 60, 57 years. Yeah. There you That's go. Okay. 57 well, that gives, gives me some time frame. Now I can I kind of get my head around how so, long we intend to So he's in Iraq, 2060. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess something that's, that's nothing. That ain't nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you don't build four or five, you know, military installations the size of the ones we've built and plan on going somewhere else, I don't think. Yeah, plus two, it's not exactly a comparison other than that's no. the type of military force they want to build there. Well, yeah, there is a, there, yeah. there's there's not a north-south split. There's there's a Well, they would probably say that there's an Iranian threat and that's the reason that they would want to stay in Iraq for that long. Mm-hmm. But maybe I might not. Turkey sent more tanks to its border with Iraq in a military buildup that is fueling U.S. concern about a possible incursion into northern Iraq against Kurdish rebels. And yeah. friends of George W. Bush from Texas were shocked to find him nearly wild-eyed, thumping himself on the chest repeatedly while he repeated, I am the president. Yeah, I heard about this. They, they were just visiting the and they were, these I, were friends. It sounds like something that I do every morning anyway. <laughs> I, I usually do that to get, you well, know, get the juices flowing. Well, since last Wednesday, I've yeah. been doing that every morning. <laughs> Bush also made it clear he was setting Iraq up so his successor would not get out of our country's destiny. 
They would not get out of it. Oh, I see. So, so I didn't so, know destiny was something you could get out of. Well, so so he he is he is convinced. Well, he's he, I guess he's admitting that this isn't going to end in the next year and a half or two years. That in fact, or he wants to pass it along. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, he will. It will. It will be passed along. In Crawford, Texas, Cindy Sheehan resigned as the face of the American anti-war movement. Goodbye, America, wrote Sheehan. You are not the country that I love, and I finally realized no matter how much I sacrifice, I can't make you be that country unless you want it. Yeah. That sounds kind of pathetic to me. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, I, you I, know, mean, I understand I, I'm gonna, she's I'm gonna, been through I'm going to take the, the left to task here, because okay. I think what set her off was that uh, one of the more popular, I guess, a blog that she had was reading and uh, I don't know, said that she was a media whore. I yeah. called her a media whore and had, I guess, called her some other names, inferred some other things. Mike, a- and you are a media well, whore. Well, I am, but I, yeah. and I embrace my, yeah. my whorish. So that's what I'm saying about this. Yeah. I think her reaction is pathetic. Well, I, I think she's naive. Is that why she was in it? Yeah, yeah exactly. She's naive well, she, to she was expecting to she change would, the world, right. and now she's a little bit but in, you know, But in all, in all fairness, there are the, you know, the every... Of all political stripes, you have people that no matter what you do, you're going to be criticized as not being good enough. Uh-huh. And I think for someone who didn't go into it for political reasons necessarily, but personal, to be yeah. kind of called out on a regular basis, like I imagine she felt like she was, yeah. she'd had enough. And, you know, everybody's guilty. Well, I just thought that her statement was, yeah, I, was, I, I, well, was yeah. pathetic. Yeah, and, and you know... I mean, I, I admire I, what she did. Yeah, I she has some, some great moments. Yeah. She, she yeah. lost a son. All those things are yeah. mitigating factors. Sure. However, sure. Yeah. Russian President Vladimir Putin or or Putin or no Putin 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 <laughs> Vladimir Putin threatened to point his country's missiles at Washington and Europe. What year is this exactly? Did I, did I slip into a time warp? So we back to 1972 or 19, you know, the 60s and 70s again, yeah. because apparently... Where were they pointed? Uh, I, I just want to know, where are they pointed now? Did just they, straight up? Well, Is there, what, that's true. Yeah. I don't think they were ever not pointed at it. Yeah. Uh, well, know, where do you point your missiles anyway? I, I know. They're targeted for somewhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is true. We're going to let you know where they're pointed. Yeah. George Bush threw international efforts to control climate change into confusion with a proposal to create a new global framework to curb greenhouse gas emissions as an alternative to a planned UN process. So I guess they were like doing this and doing this and doing this well <laughs> until and, and and he wasn't participating. Yeah. And then he decided to, to, to gum up in, the works. To get, yeah. yeah. To get in the game. Not participate and then say, well, by the way, you can't play this game unless you play my way. Yeah. Which kind of sounds like yeah. what he's been up to. Yeah. Uh, even as congressional leaders draft legislation to reduce greenhouse gases linked to global warming, mm-hmm. a powerful roster of Democrats and Republicans is pushing to subsidize coal as the king of alternative fuels. Because the United States is the Saudi Arabia of coal. Of coal. Yeah. We have more coal than anyone. Yeah. And I, and I followed up. Bush's uh, yeah. comments yeah. with this mm-hmm. because it's it's kind of curious, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of that curious. these things would be well, going and, and, on. And, and, and unfortunately, everyone knows it, that coal is good for global warming. Well, and that's the thing you're going to hear a lot more about the idea that there can be such a thing as clean coal. And the people uh-huh. we've had on the program in the past have said that you you can, you simply cannot refine it, if that's the right word, mm-hmm. to the point where it is not a, a dirty 
fuel. You just it's it, and the feasibility of doing it in the near future is not very good. If there is, I mean, if there is an end game where you can actually have completely clean coal, not likely to happen. Not so, only that, they're proposing that taxpayers guarantee billions of dollars in construction loans. See, and that's that's what it's about. And so it's, let, it's about this corporate welfare. Again. So so let's 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 recap here. Okay, we're going to ethanol or not ethanol, but biofuels. Uh-huh. We're going to subsidize biofuels. Yeah, which are taking away farmland to feed people. Uh-huh. And subsidize and coal. And subsidize coal. Yeah. Which is just going to be dirty. It will, if for the foreseeable future, it'll uh-huh. be dirty. And we're going to get that structure in place. Yeah. After well, we've spent billions well, of dollars. While Bush is dragging his feet we'll and gumming out, up the works we'll, at the UN. We'll find is that out. right? We'll find out there aren't any more. Or there, the rainforest, is that the game plan? Yeah, the, the, we'll find out the rainforests are essentially gone because people are putting sugar cane and corn where... It just sounds great. It sounds like a good idea to me. Good way to go. Instead of slowing down, worldwide carbon dioxide levels have taken a sudden and alarming jump since 2000. Well, the Chinese are probably mostly responsible for the jump. (laughs) Then let's give them coal. (laughs) CO2 emissions from fossil fuels, mostly coal, oil and gas, are increasing at three times the rate since the 1990s. So it's not getting any better. Did, there was there was an article in yesterday's Times about the uh, the Chinese have said by the year 2012 that they want to see a 20 percent reduction in their carbon output. Yeah. 2012. 2012. 2012. That's five years away. 20 percent. 20 percent. I don't. That's their goal. I just don't see it. As they could being, probably do it tomorrow. Now, would be my when, guess. in that documentary that we saw uh, that China blew about the apparel industry, uh-huh. didn't we? Didn't they say that they're building the equivalent of one coal power plant per week? Yeah, they're, the twenty percent doesn't start until all those are built. Twenty. And then yeah, they just promise. Ima- just to imagine cut a new down. power plant, a coal-fired power plant, a week. I wonder if that's projected. Uh, you know. We're cutting down on twenty well, percent of what we're projecting for well, twenty twenty. That's what the president that's what President Bush has talked about. He hasn't talked about any real reduction. Yeah. He's talking about a projected amount of carbon output and we're gonna reduce that by twenty percent. I'm gonna lose ten percent of my weight that you in the ex- year twenty twenty. You expect to gain yeah, thirty or forty pounds <laughs> yeah, right. and you're gonna try to reduce that yeah. by about twenty percent. Yeah, okay, like, that's good. Like I think you're making progress. General Electric sold its plastics unit to Saudi-based Industries Corporation. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, which is seventy percent owned by the Saudi government. I don't they know. Said, is this is this another port deal? I mean, this is GM, right? I don't or know. General Electric. General Electric, right? It sounds like it's it's a uh, keep the Saudis happy. Deal well, it does, me. but I understand this is a pretty key industry. Mm-hmm. And w- I don't know if it's going to Saudi Arabia. I don't know if everything's going there to be manufactured. I don't know. But, and, and there wasn't certainly there wasn't the amount of uproar there was over the port deal, the Dubai port deal. Yeah, I, I don't really if it's I know it's a significant well, there development. Seems to be a, an awful lot of energy shifting yeah. going on. Well, we've got at, Halliburton moving to as as the UN G uh, eight to the Middle East talks are stalling out. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know exactly, and I'm sure we'll we'll get someone on to talk about it. How's that? Bush named Bob Zolik. Yes, a longtime GOP operative to replace Paul Wolfowitz. At the World, Bank. World Bank yeah. president. I don't know. I mean, he's a friend. It's, it's one. I don't know. One or the I other. I mean, it doesn't matter. I think it doesn't. Kianes Mas Macho. Yeah, exactly. Bob <laughs> Oh, Paul Wolfowitz. Mas Macho. Yes. Tim Griffin, formerly right-hand man to Karl Rove, yes. resigned as U.S. attorney for Arkansas. 
hours after BBC television, Newsnight reported that Congressman John Conyers requested the network's evidence on Griffin's involvement in caging voters. Yes. So he's, so Griffin apparently has been up to hanky-panky. That was enough to get him out the door. As far as disqualifying that's voters, enough. yeah. That's all you need to do. Maybe and, we should just call up BBC News anytime we don't like anybody. <laughs> Request some information. We don't need to know anything. Uh, we, we, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, have we lost? We lost our our listener. One of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> the audience is depleted significantly. And, and, well, I think uh, an unclassified summary of outed CIA officer Valerie Plame's employment history at the spy agency indicates that Plame was covert when her name became public in July of two thousand and three. That has been so, repeated. So we go on over and yeah. over and over. Yeah. That's that's an established fact. Yeah. The CIA guys are saying yes, she was covert. Yeah. She said it. Yeah. Everybody who's involved in this, except for the people in the administration. And Fox News. And Fox News are saying And they're probably she... still complaining about it. <laughs> Just like uh, the other day, was it, was it uh, what's that has-been comic? That, oh, uh, Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller, oh, my yeah. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the top of your list. Yeah, we just yeah, has ding. been comic, uh, yeah. Fox News. He was going Dennis on about there's still weapons of mass destruction over there. It's sad. He's pathetic. If if I, he didn't anger me so much, I would I would just dis, I could dismiss him, but he he still manages to upset yeah. me when I see him. So. Yeah. The Supreme Court ruled five to four that Lily Ledbetter, the lone female supervisor at a tire plant in Gladstone, Alabama, did not file her discrimination lawsuit against Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company in the timely manner it was required. Yeah. The decision moved Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg to read a dissent from the bench, a usually rare practice. She's now employed twice in the last six weeks, yeah, too, yeah. and they're all regarding uh, women's right discrimination cases. Yeah. But what strikes me about this one, even though it was a woman's right discrimination case, yeah. that, uh, that uh, Goodyear Tie and Rubber Company had uh, not paid her her worth uh, during the 15 years, I think it was. Right. What's ridiculous is the Supreme Court ruled that... The statute of limitations had run out, even though they were still not paying her within the statute of limitations. What they ruled is that you have to to file. file. It starts right when they start ripping you off. Right. Yeah. And she didn't know it because uh, there's sort of the the corporate culture that she was in. You wouldn't know. And it just stands to reason you wouldn't know what other people were Mm -hmm. making. It, it took discovery on the part of her attorneys to find out that how much she had just been, yeah, been in losing. The type of logic, essentially, if someone comes into your house 10 years ago, shoots you, walks out, you don't know who it is. Right. They come in next year, shoot you, you don't know who it is, they walk out. Same happens for, for nine years. This year, they shoot you, you see who it is. Yeah. Statute of limitations runs out on all the other cases. All the other ones, yeah. yeah. yeah it, and it, it doesn't even apply in the Supreme Court's case. It doesn't even apply to the, to the latest shooting. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's some that's some good uh, that's some good jurying, good juris jurisprudence jurisprudence there. House conservatives are ready to stop the Senate immigration bill on its tracks with a potent procedural weapon should the contentious measure win passage in the upper chamber. This that's is, the way these this things is, are. Written. Yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> does I, so I would have knocked a few of those. The, this is going to die the, the death of a thousand cuts. The, yeah. the the right and the left are adding amendments like crazy or trying to add amendments to the point where it's, it'll just yeah. be so 
bloated and And what the House is saying is that since this bill affects the immigrants' taxes, yeah. that it's a, a, a uh, finance, budgetary yeah, finance budget, measure right. that has to originate in the House. It right. can't originate in the Senate just by, by lawmaking procedures. Can't, can't start there. Yeah, I think in some yeah, I think in some way, they want to keep this issue alive. Yeah. It's not going to go away for a long time. It's going to take some time to work this out. But I think both sides have sort of a vested interest in keeping this beast alive, to not really do anything about it. After NASA, yeah, administrator Michael Griffin shocked reporters. I think he shocked them. Well, kind of set them aback. Let me be the judge of he, that. He said he was not sure that it's fair to say global warming is a problem we must wrestle with. It's not fair to say. It's not fair to say that. <laughs> he said it wasn't fair. To, okay. This is NASA. He said it wasn't fair to say that it's something this we need to wrestle with. This is a scientist at NASA that yeah. said this. Now, okay. Now, whether he agrees with it or not, it is nevertheless a problem that he needs to wrestle with, whether it's true or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's fair it, to it say is. that it, it, bur- it bears yeah. further investigation. Yeah. And, the White House issued a statement saying that Griffin was joking and that he has a very wry sense of humor. Okay. So I want to know exactly yeah. if the whole White House is joking. You mean yeah? They all have this, very wry senses of humor. <laughs> this could be, and, and that these idiotic statements that they continually uh, uh, make are, are really I don't know just just their ironic sense of humor. Who knows? You think we could have the great the most? Well, I mean, it says right here that you know that that's an excuse. Yeah, it is. Can, as as, an, as somebody who's appointed to a high office, you can come out and say exactly the opposite of what you mean, and then one of your spokespeople can come out the next day and say, "Well, yeah, he's got a wry sense of humor." Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. yeah, me too. It was learned that a lawyer for Vice President Dick Cheney told the Secret Service in September to eliminate data on who visited his house. Now, there, there's, there's a disagreement here. I do know that okay. there, there is the Presidential Preservation Act. Yeah, you're, supposed yeah. to, you're supposed to keep all these records. Yeah. However, they got around this by saying that it, was, it has something to do with who was keeping the records. It, the spirit of the law is that you're supposed to account for yeah. all the people that see you. Vice president or president or the members of the cabinet and that kind of stuff. Well, you but, know, it's but, a, they, but this I'm, became they found an opening in a way that could, they could say, well, they're they're not keeping the records. These I can't remember if it's the Secret Service or someone else. They're keeping the records. Therefore, they're not subject to the presidential act, and they can get rid of them. So the, obviously, they're not trying to follow the spirit of the law, but the, the, to find a, a loophole. Yeah, and why do I have to listen to them tell me, what are you afraid of, yeah. when the National Security Agency is tapping my phone lines? Well, and that's what I said earlier. They want to know everything yeah, about well, us, when, the, when they use that as, uh, as the I know. Uh, as I, I, the excuse I, I, to, to do whatever uh, because they'll, they they'll say do. they'll say when, that, when, that the pre- that the, as, as Cheney always says, well, I I am entitled to unfettered advice. Uh, of course, that, you are, and, and that uh, that they the people no that are talking to me your... shouldn't feel. I know, I know what no, you're saying. They shouldn't feel. But that's the right. argument. They shouldn't feel that way. Yeah, even if they're being watched. Right. No, I agree. What uh, do you have to hide? It's it's uh, well, I, it, what it is disturbing that it's un-American that to, to try and find a way to not do what everyone else is supposed to. You're supposed to do as a president or vice president. You're supposed to be accountable. Well, at least to the point of knowing who you who's, sat who's, down yeah, with. Yeah, I, I think that's just fair. I think, yeah, I think Judge yeah, George, not Judge Bush. George Bush announced the nomination of James Holslinger. Holslinger. Sorry about that. I don't, Paul Singer to become Surgeon General of the United States. Oh, Paul Singer founded Hope Springs Community Church, which, among other things, claims you can cure gays. Well, there you so go. So that's good for the Surgeon General. Pretty soon they'll come out with some sort of... Oh. Yeah, some sort of pill. But, you, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. 
Well, what would you name that? There's so many possibilities. Uh, well, there was that one on Saturday Night Live. No dose. No, there was a Saturday Night Live bit where they had a pill. There was a pill for parents who thought their kids were gay. Uh, I don't know if you remember. It was Will Ferrell, and he was watching his his. I don't remember such his a thing. son take ballet Will lessons, who? and he was he was popping these pills, <laughs> sweat pouring down his forehead. Man child. I don't remember what it was, but anyway, yes. In a victory it. for free expression. You've heard about that, right? Yes, I have. A federal appeals court limited the Federal Communications Commission's ongoing effort to expand its authority to regulate speech over broadcast media. That means us. Yeah. This affects us here. Yeah. Uh-oh. U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit held that the FCC did not adequately adequately explain its decision to reverse 30 years of policy of allowing fleeting expletives. So we can have a fleeting expletive, it sounds like. Well, on broadcast television. That, that's realistic. Somebody, yeah. you know, we had, we, we once, we've experienced some we've fleeting experienced expletives. that. Yeah, and it was somebody was telling a story in yeah. which that word was used, and it was whoops. And he even, yeah, yeah he said oops. oops. That was you know, you and it, that a fleeting now if you and I were to spend the next fifteen minutes swearing at each other, that's a different. We, we call those non-fleeting expletives. <laughs> it would be know? a non-fleeting <laughs> moment. Yeah, but if you got somebody who was ex- who was talking about somebody who used in- those words all the time, entrenched expletives. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think yeah. that that seems to be very reason- that's a reasonable following uh, thing. its main decision. The court also addressed and I think it's kind of important for us here. Yeah. Also addressed an issue raised uh echoing the arguments in a in a brief. The court said that as communications technologies converge and user empowerment tools become more available, yeah. which is what's going on right now. Right. The very foundation of the FCC's authority over broadcast is diminishing. Yeah, Are you understand? I you understanding that I got FCC you. broadcasting? Yeah, they don't have as much power anymore, and they won't have as much power right. anymore. Yeah. because there's too many ways. There's to too many ways. Yeah, and we'll find Sounds another good way. To me. Yeah, it is. I wish that would have w- happen with uh, copyright law too. Yeah, well, and then there's this uh, the uh, only onerous um, royalty uh, fees that are being charged for internet radio now, which we we yeah. need we need to fight. Because uh, for people like KUCI and others who want to broadcast music over the internet, the uh, the cost is just becoming prohibitive. Yeah. And uh, it's becoming more than prohibitive; it's becoming ridiculous. Is it? I mean, it's to the point where where it's it's literally, uh, you know, five times the operating costs of of any station. Yeah, to yeah. pay for such things. Yeah, yeah. So, and you can go to there are sites that if you want to find out more about this, just the online. Uh, I forgot what it's called. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have. Started. Why'd you bring it up? I shouldn't have brought it up. I just know that you can go to, you can go online and find out about Google it about internet radio. Yeah, Google uh, internet fee. radio royalty. I, fees. I bet you Google internet yeah. radio. You and got you, it, and you got it. it. It was reported that Russell DeFridis. Yeah, you got something there. I just want to say something nice about okay. our our president. Okay, can I say something nice about him? Yeah, I, I will. That he has uh, he's Darfur. And the reason oh, yeah. I'm bringing it up, the devil came on horseback. We had the documentary last week about Darfur. And for whatever reason, we can probably read into a few political reasons here. But uh, President Bush did step up and say that he considers what's going on in Darfur to be genocide. Uh-huh. And it's focusing, uh, uh, you know, attention, uh, even more attention on it. And um, I'm just going to throw that bone out there. Uh-huh. And I, I think it undercuts the Chinese, too. I, I think well, that, that that's has a you, lot to do with it. That, that, that's that, not to take anything yeah, away and, from and it. And I was that's what I was referring to. Exactly. You could there's probably some political reasons, but I, 
I would, I will, I would I hope say, we could undercut the Chinese a little bit. Well, if they're, if they're the involved yeah. in sponsoring a genocide in Darfur, yes. But, we but you know what's going to happen? What? We're, we're going to want the oil from Darfur. Well, we'll Given it, the same opportunity. We'll get, we'll yeah. get there sooner or later. Yeah. We'll figure out what's going to happen. But at least the, the, the most powerful man in the world, theoretically. My oil? No <laughs> genocide. Yeah. I That's mean, just I'm, I'm as, as, as at least. And uh, again, uh, we had uh, Ricky Stern on last week to talk about. Uh, the director the devil, of the, the uh, devil came on horseback yeah. and is in a fine uh, film. It's a, it's a very good film and it really does lay it out for you as to what's going on in Darfur. That's it. It was reported that Russell DeFridis, the man who targeted JFK Airport where he once worked, yeah, for a terrorist bomb attack, you know, in the oil He's gonna the light pipeline, the, uh, yeah, 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 the gas, the gas lines on fire, yeah, was actually part of a drug smuggling ring. Oh, is that right? Yeah, in in the past and worked as a trainee supervisor in 2001 with Evergreen Eagle, which is a subsidiary of the Oregon-based Evergreen International Aviation, which is also known as the CIA's contract airline. Are you kidding? No. Now, this might all be coincidence. Yeah. It might have nothing to do with Are anything. Are you kidding? But, but the, the particular fellow, one of the three that they're holding, that's, that's his background. <laughs> All right, then. I'm just going to leave the conspiracy theorists to their own devices on that one. All right. Okay. But but he had a nice, you know, working record. Was he? I guess if anything, it just shows that you can can work for uh, uh, an airline that has close contacts with the CIA and a few years later feel compelled to blow up JFK. JFK. Yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. (laughs) Honestly, that's that's pretty wild. And And finally... So many U.S. executives want to visit India to make deals to outsource their company's jobs that India's Washington, D.C. embassy said it was forced to outsource the job of processing the executive visa applications. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.